Hello, hello, hello. October 26th is the recording of this. Welcome to Mind Tune-Up Time. Tune-Up Time Tuesday, 2 p.m. Central Time, every single Tuesday. Uh, you can go to mindtuneuptimelive.com. Um, there you can join the Facebook group and register for these Zoom sessions. That's where I typically keep track of the chat and interact with people. And that's uh, also how you will be able to uh, get some questions answered and get um, some one-on-one -on -one coaching time that I do here every week. And so again, mindtuneuptimelive.com and you can register for the Zoom sessions and you can uh, turn that off there. You can register for the Zoom sessions and join in. The replays live uh, in the Facebook group immediately. They're streamed there while I'm doing it. And then good news for everybody who can't always make the two o'clock time. Um, and it's, or you want to re-listen to something, but the replays are difficult to listen to on Facebook. It's now on your favorite podcast platform. So you should be able to go on iTunes, Spotify, and I think there's some other services. Again, if you go to mindtuneuptimelive.com at the bottom, it's got, uh, the podcast links there that you can uh, access that. And I also have them right now on YouTube. So that's really cool. Um, and the other nice thing about the, once they go up on YouTube and go up on the podcast is that they have some show notes, some timestamps about what I talked about at certain points, some titles, a little uh, kind of blurb so that, you know, if you can't make one and you like to not just shoot in the dark and wonder what I had to say, because there's something special about being on live. People keep coming, coming back, they like the energy, they like the vibe, always learn something new. I hear lots of different reasons, but sometimes when it's not live, you know, watching that replay, you know, listening to it, you might want to know what's, what's going on there. And so, um, so there's some, some, some highlights and show notes that are below in the description on YouTube and below on the podcast. So you can kind of get some highlights of the quotes and of different things at different times. If you prefer to listen to the one-on-one -on -one coaching sessions, it tells you right when that started and you can listen to that and little nuggets from that as well. So I think that covers uh, the meat and potatoes there. And so um, rock and roll. Welcome. So I was just talking to a buddy and we were talking about, um, and this is something that comes out of, out, of, out of Ted Lasso, but something that many people have told me uh, is you believed in me when nobody else believed in me. And recently, which I don't think he's on here today, I was brought to my attention from somebody uh, in last week's chat who I reached out to. And this is where, when I say this, what I'm about to say, we're all on our different uh, past journeys. We all have different stories, backgrounds. We all have different... Um, places that we're at in the process of doing something. And so, you know, I have a person who literally was on this call about a month ago, who, when I was, when I did it, I went and did what I call fishing. And what I mean by fishing is like the person got on here said, thank you for these calls. They've been really helpful. Uh, I appreciate them. Thank you so much. And I said, well, do you have a question? This is the coaching session. If you want some help, I'm here to help and, and give you some feedback or, you know, give you some advice and, and support you on whatever might be having you feeling stuck. He goes, no, 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 I'm good. And, uh, and then I went fishing. I went fishing for a problem. I wanted to like, oh, how can I help him? He's got something that's, that's difficult or keeping him stuck or something. I kept asking questions. And when I got down to it at the very end, I was just like, man, you got this. Like, you got this. Like, it sounds like you got your ducks in a row. And really the last thing that you need to do is you need to take action right? You've been learning, you've been thinking, you've been plotting, you've been planning, you've been doing this. Like how many can relate to the aspect of you've been getting ready to get ready to get ready. You've been planning to plan to plan, right? You've been, you've been preparing to prepare to prepare, right? But yet 
that that actual step it's like trying to learn the bike to ride the bike but you've just you've gone you've got a certification you never had to get on the bike but you were able to take this course and learn how about riding a bike you 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 read books you watched videos you listen to podcasts you know everything there is on how to ride a bike except you don't know how to ride a bike right except you you can't yet ride a bike right you know how to ride a bike in in your mind like you know how it is you know, and can be done because you've learned and learned and learned but you just haven't gotten on the bike yet and so really that's where this person was, right? And I was just like, man, sounds like you got what you need. Like you just need to take the next step, which is the actual implementation, the execution, the action of everything you've been planning and organizing and putting together. You know, and you, some of you have heard, I got my, my new shirt, my new way of saying it, MIA is no longer, it still is, it's not that it's no longer, but imperfect action, to inspired action. Inspired, I believe, is where you slow down and you get these inspired hits, these intuitive hits, this something from your gut, your heart, your intuition, and, and it says something, call that person, text that person, message that person. But when you're slowed down enough, you can hear that and you act on it. To me, I could have probably taken massive imperfect action and made it manic imperfect action because that's a lot of the action I took. I had really cool results, the not so great results, and I, I never had no predictability. And you still most of life is unpredictable, but there was an unintentionality. It was just random action and imperfect action. Uh, and then I kind of shifted to inspired, but it was the action that allowed me to learn and grow and tweak and, and, and test things. And so that guy acted and he was on last week's call and said, I made $5,000 from the advice that Michael provided. I was like, all I, I, I kind of dismissed the call because you know, we're looking for these big moments sometimes, the big things, the big money, right? And so on that little interaction with that person, there was no big thing in my mind because I have to remind myself, as I remind all of you, that it's the one step in front of, you know, one foot in front of the other. It's the one step at a time. It's taking the first step. It's taking the actual action rather than just consumption, right? We got to go into creation mode. We got to go into action mode. And so I'm sitting here looking for the big, oh my God, they had a breakthrough. They had an aha, they got clarity, right? And, and he was just chill and, and calm, cool and collected. And we were like, all right, you just need to take action. Keep me posted. And I just kind of forgot about it. And then I messaged him. I said, I seen you in the chat the last few weeks, you know, and I forgot his name. I usually don't do that, but I forgot his name. And then he emails back and he's like, right? I'm going to make $10,000 my first month in my online business. Give a lot of credit to you and your encouragement. So at times we're on here because I don't got fancy slide presentations and, you know, and I, I got all, all the fancy, the structure and the agenda. All right, everybody, for the first 10 minutes, this is what we're going to talk about. And then I'm going to go to this and here's the agenda for the call. And here's what you can expect. Like, that's not me. It might not be you. And when I try to be that, it doesn't work for me. So I say, create your life your way. Now, then I had an alternative person that I coached for a year who had 10 times the interaction with me that this person had. And at the end of the year was like, well, I didn't make any more money than I made last year with you. Oh my God, that sounds like that's not good, right? All those who are thinking about getting some help and support from Michael Gavin, the mind mechanic, you know, God, I coached with this guy for a year and didn't make any more money. Here was the interesting flip. 
she came back, she had a journal. I don't know wh whose favor that was in, mine or hers, for the, the learning that she went back and learned over a few weeks and read her journal, read her things. She's like, oh my gosh. Like I was just looking at the like surface of what I made and going, I didn't make any more. She really wanted to make more money. But here's what was interesting. She made a similar amount to the prior year, but the prior year she'd identified it as misery money versus fun money. Because she didn't have, which is what I was going to bring up about Ted Lasso in this word belief, optimism, hope, possibility, right? Probability is there was a pessimism before. She complained about all the projects, the clients she had weren't fun, the money she making was misery. It's like, it was heck, you know, horrible, you know, uh, to do what it took to make the money. And it was just not fun. It wasn't fulfilling. But after the year that we had worked together, that misery money turned into fun money. The clients, the projects, the work, she wasn't complaining. She was having fun. She felt more fulfilled. She was working on projects and with clients that she'd only dreamed about. or she thought when we started was going to take a decade to have some of the opportunities that she had. But see, we hear people and then there's challenges and there's things out there, you know, the 90 day challenge, the seven day challenge, the seven minute challenge, make a hundred thousand in six months, make 10,000 in 90 days. Like there's so many things out there and likely somebody in any one of those things, there's someone who's at the right place, right time, right minute, right this, right that, has already done all these things and will achieve the result. Well, all the people who don't achieve the result at times don't feel good. They don't feel good about themselves, right? Rather than be encouraged, oh, somebody did it, maybe I could do it. A lot of people don't have that bent already towards optimism. They already have a bent towards pessimism. Ah, just another thing I wasted my time on, wasted my money, it didn't work. Probably never going to happen for me. I mean, good for that person. But gosh, dang, like, how did they do it in, in, in three weeks? I've been at this for three years. And that's where I sent an email out and did a post today about this. When I hear you, I can help you. I had a conversation with a guy the other day who didn't reach out. You know, some of you are coming to these calls week after week after week. You're listening. I appreciate that. I mean, I'll say you're doing it for yourself. You're not doing it for me, right? Because the work I do, I said, I said in this in this email, I care more about helping you than selling you. I've had far more people I've helped who never hired me than I have had people who have hired me. And told my buddy Ryan Hamlin that and he goes 100 percent He does very well in his video production company and uh specifically video production for him. And um we're always just serving and helping, but so many people have their guards up. I don't have the money. I don't want to take advantage. I don't, I don't want to bother you. You know, I, I don't know. Um, I heard, I don't know if I'll act on the advice that you give. I don't want to disappoint. I don't want to waste your time. I don't want to take advantage. I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want to. But I say, when I hear you, I can help you. And so whether it's that person who in 20 minutes and literally just saying, you got this, like, let me know what happens, but take the next step. The next step is just acting on what you've been preparing. Some of you are in that place right now. All you need to do is take that next step, which is outside of what may be your comfort zone and send the email, make the phone call, knock on the door, right? Send the text message, send the DM. I'm with my wife because her friend on MySpace in 2006 went in the public area accidentally rather than some private message and left her AOL instant messaging screen name. And now, 
according to my wife, which I don't think I remember back in the day, I was one of many people who took that screen name and messaged her, right? I, I was like, she was artsy girl. And uh, I was looking for an artsy girl. It was literally her screen name back in the day. And I emailed her. Now, here we are married all these years later. The other ones aren't. I guess I, I, I won out. <laughs> but like that happened with my wife. That happened with Tim Ferriss. That happened with Tony Robbins. It's happened many times in my life where something that, you know, may have looked like it's a waste of time or there's no opportunity or possibility of it happening. I sent the email anyways. I sent the message. And I've learned to go and not worry about non-responses. I don't take them personally. Um, and so for all of you, some of you right now are in your heads. And what is that? That's where I want to see some interaction engagement, right? You're on here. I can go, you know, I practice. I could talk for two hours straight and probably 70% of you will be on here two hours in. I, 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 I love doing that. I can do it. People like it. I feel like I'm pretty solid at it for the people who, 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 who vibe with me and all that. But this, when I hear you, I can help you, right? Because for you, it could be that little bitty thing that you're stuck on. Because here's the thing. When you're stuck, you tend to not act. So my biggest breakthroughs in my career was when I had somebody I looked up to or mentor or whatever, and all I could consume was like it was one-sided. And so as a byproduct, what happened was is I just listened and took things in. That was great. But then there would be things I'm like, well, how does that apply to this or that or for me? And if I had no ability to interact, I was left to my own vices. Now, sometimes I would act on it. It would work. Sometimes I, I, I would act on it. It didn't work. But there was a lot of times I wouldn't take the action at all because there was two ways. I didn't know which one was the right way. I didn't know which way was the better way. And so rather than take the imperfect action and just choose a way, I didn't go anyway. I didn't go anywhere. I didn't take an action at all. Because sometimes for some of you, it's that little bitty shift that will actually change the trajectory in a massive way, in a positive way for you, right? Just that little bitty shift. So I'm going to see here. It looks like there's something here. I would never be asking. <laughs> so, so Norman asked a question, and I think we, we could say that this applies to um, anything, right? Like that, that, that is a creative. Norman's wanting to know how to never be asked again. How much do you charge for lessons? Right now, this is where I like typically a level of interaction because, um, here's the thing I found, right? Like, well, one way is put your prices there. People won't actually ask you like, there'll still be people who don't read, but they'll ask. Now this is not my answer, but like, think about that. If your prices are there, they're not going to ask you. Like if they're on a website, um, they're gonna they're 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 not gonna ask you. Number two, if they're not there, like, well, at some point in time, pricing has to come up, right? Money has to come up. A lot of the people that I work with are, you know, typically, uh, you know, they're serving people in some capacity. They're an artist, they're a designer, they're you know, uh, a photographer, a videographer, they're a coach, they're a consultant, right? They're a healer. There's somebody who is is serving person in a one-to-one -one or one-to-many capacity, but there's typically an interaction involved. That's who I tend to attract the most. People who will interact with people, not people who don't like to interact with people at all. And so to the degree, like, when will that go away? Well, as long as you're ever going to serve in a capacity where 
somebody's going to want to hire you to give lessons, to do a website, to do design, to do SEO, to, to do social media management, to be a virtual assistant, to do the photography, to do the video, to do the social media management, to do the healing work, whatever it is that you do to do the coaching, right? Money's got to come up because none of you can do what you do. If you're on Facebook, let me know. Hello there. Say hello on Facebook. But you got to get paid. This is the problem, right? A lot of us, uh, I know I've been there. I was talking about this the other day. What's interesting is I had the least amount of technically support in the first half of my career in video production. And there was a lot less to look up in the form of mentors and coaches and people and, and, and things to observe social media. You know, wasn't really at all what it was today. I had to do a lot more offline rather than online. Um, and what's interesting, I think that, you know, if you're in the chat here, you could put something in there, but how many of you can relate to the paralysis by analysis that there's so many options that you could take. There's so many pathways you could go. There's so many ways you could do it that picking a way, uh, seems near impossible in your mind, right? Or you're judging yourself against all these other people and thinking, why me, right? There's already plenty of people doing it, or you're not that good yet, or somebody's always better, right? And so. What I realized in the beginning part of my career, I was actually very naive and ignorant, and it was actually an advantage. See, a lot of us are seeking to, to, to gain more and more information, more and more knowledge, more and more, 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 more. And I find for me, I'm in a constant elimination mode, subtraction mode, not addition mode. And it depends on what I'm adding. Um, right? It depends on what I'm adding. So I want to I want to tie in there. Norman's saying, I mean, before asking absolutely anything else. Well, it doesn't matter. See. I think a lot of us have to consider here that we're not looking, when I say elimination, I mean, I can't unlearn, unthink, or unknow certain things, right? I can practice other things, but like I am, I'm, I'm attempting and practicing to not continuing to add more and more knowledge because at times the answers are already there. So this complete deletion doesn't always exist. So this idea that you're never again going to be asked, how much do you charge before anything else, right? Meaning that they meet you and how much do you charge for your lessons? Right. This is where, as creatives, as service providers, it's having a conviction and certainty in who you are and what you do and an ability to communicate and talk to people. Right. So now you can either be paralyzed by that. Right. Hey, Jim, how much do you charge for your services? Right. Hey, Julie, how much do you charge for your services? How much do you charge to do what you do? Whoa, whoa, whoa. Now, now this all depends, right? If, if, if your stuff is truly custom, right? It depends on what you're doing. If your stuff is truly custom, then you can get into how I did in video production. Well, that depends, right? And then if you had a range, it depends on where you sit. There's that aspect, you know, for me, what I used to do, is it's like, well, it could be between a thousand and twenty-five thousand dollars. Like if a thousand was the lowest I wanted to, to, to charge somebody and twenty-five thousand was in the upper end, then the aspect is like, if somebody only wanted to pay me two hundred, I likely wasn't going to do it. But then this aspect, you thinking that people are only going to take the first uh the lowest price, that's not necessarily true either. Right? That's part of mindset thing. But essentially it's like, well, in my case, sometimes. If it was a local project, it's like, well, let's say you needed eight interviews. Well, if I was going to do eight interviews in eight different locations over eight different days, spread out, you know, throughout the entire days, then the reality is um, there's an aspect there where um, 
that's different than if we do all interview eight interviews in one day. So it's not eight interviews. It's not a five minute video, right? Because, you know, for me, it was always there was a difference in the sense that uh, all things weren't created equal. I could walk out of my house next door to a business and make a video in two and a half hours. It's a two minute video. And I can make another two and a half minute video that took two and a half weeks. Right. So it depends on industry. That's why questions like that are, you know, obscure because it kind of nuanced depending on the industry. So Julia's sitting here. I tend to get fired up with so many things that I want to do. I always say I like to have a hand and foot in every pot and then I end up overwhelmed myself and shutting down. I blame it on my Gemini mind, love aloud. Um, yeah, you know, how many can relate? Multi-passionate, got a lot of ideas. Where are we at in the chat today? We got a lot of, we got sometimes the chat's on fire and sometimes the chat's a little slower today, but a little, 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 little slower today, a little slower today. How many people multi-passionate, lots of ideas, has a hard time making a decision. Do you feel like you, you have a sweet spot uh, in, in, in your business right now? Have you found that sweet spot? Do you know what you do best, how you help people best, how you offer that? Or are you still, um, unclear? I got too many ideas, too many things to do, too many things to try. I'm not sure who I work with. I'm not sure what I'm great at. I want you to really think about this, right? A guy I talked to the other day, don't say passion is an understatement. I'm working on concreting things down. So here's the thing. I'm, I'm going to talk about a couple things here um, because I think what, what can really, again, paralyze people is this, I need to pick something and stop everything else. So I'm not about eliminating what people love per se. I'm about eliminating what people don't love, what people don't like, what people don't want to do or don't want to learn. There's things that we got to have courage to, to push through that'll make a big difference in our life. But there's a lot of things that we're thinking we have to do. We are forcing ourselves to do, and we're not having fun. And if you're not having fun, you probably won't be consistent. If you're not being consistent, you won't get the outcome that you're hoping from it. And so I like to go from a business standpoint. We do need some focus typically, right? But all these other things we like to do, it doesn't mean you can't do it at all. And sometimes you can incorporate things in. But how many feel like they found their calling? How many feel like you've absolutely, you know, you found your like calling, your, your quote unquote purpose, right? Right? You found your calling, you found your purpose, you absolutely unequivocally 100% know what that is. Or you have no idea, right? You have no idea what that is at all. You're still growing up. I love that, right? So the guy I had lost a client um, three years ago. Three years ago, lost a client and said it never filled back in. We've never been able to fill that work back in. He goes, and I, I just have no idea, you know, what I want to do. I have no idea, you know, what my purpose or calling is. And um, he's like, so I've been stuck. I said, so he says, you just had this stuff just seem like magically fill back in. I said, yeah, but I was crystal clear about what I wanted crystal clear about what I want, what I love, what I want to do, what I'm doing. I said, let me ask you a question. When you lost the client that you were disappointed about losing the money, it was like a large part of their uh, revenue. When they lost the revenue and never filled it back in, I said, but the work you were doing, were you excited about that? Did you enjoy that work? 
Were you having fun? He goes, no, man, I, I, we, we, you know, we didn't like it. We didn't really want it. I said, okay. There's a reason why things didn't just fill right back in. Cause you're in limbo. You don't, you, you, you know what you don't want, but you also don't know what you want, but you know, you don't want this over here, but so your actions aren't even aligning to go even get more work of what you don't want. You're just kind of sitting in a teeter totter in the middle here of a complete lack of clarity of the direction that you want to go or should, you know, in your mind should go, or, you know, really like to go, but you know, you don't want to go over here. So you're sitting in this limbo. So you're not really taking any actions towards anything you want. Cause you don't know what you want and you're not taking any actions towards what you don't want. Cause you don't want it. Right. And there wasn't enough momentum for there to be more of what you don't want to pop in. So you sit in limbo. So I started probing and there's this aspect that the guy did know what he wanted. It was staring him right in the face, but he didn't know how he could make money doing that. And I said, and he did something that was what he really loved, but he messed it up in his mind. I said, now, what about if you went and did that again, would you do it differently? Do you know what you do differently? It's like, absolutely. So, so don't let yourself be paralyzed looking for something that you already know exists, but you've dismissed, you've thrown in a trash can and said, it can't be that. So now you're looking for something that really doesn't exist because the thing that you wanted was already right there in the palm of your hands. But you've thrown that in the trash because you, in your mind, messed up and, 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 and didn't do it right and then didn't know how to make money with it. So you're trying to go find something else that you don't really want to do because the thing you want is right there, but you think you messed it up and then you don't know how to make money with it. But if you did it again, you'd do it differently and likely do it better. And I'm here to tell you, you can make money with it. And so this, this clarity that he said, I don't know what I want to do, was having him in this paralysis when I call BS. I think most people that I talk to, unless you're in your like teens or early 20s, if you're in your 30s, 40s, or 50s, you've probably experimented with a lot of things in your life. More than likely, you've experimented with a lot of things in your life. And that thing that makes your heart sing, that you love, that lights you up like a firecracker, is right there. But you're dismissing it. And you're looking for something else. And you'll likely never find it. Because what you want is not running away from you. It's sitting right there waiting for you. Where we at? Where we at, everybody? Where we at? Where we at? Where we at? Hello, Heidi. Welcome. Nice to see you again in here. Jim, John, what's up? Lisa. Hello, hello, hello. Hey, there's Mark. Hello. Oh, lots of new names on here. Sue, hello. Where we at, everybody? Appreciate it. Appreciate it. I can go and go, go. I can leave your name out if you don't want to uh, have your question, your, your name called out. Leave in the q and I don't believe anybody else can see the Q&A. Leave your question there. And if you want that, I don't want my name. You know, sometimes I find I've got, I've got a lot of passives in my community. The work that I always talk about, there's, at times there's this level of like, ah, I don't want people to know that. I'm afraid. I get it. I get it. I get it. I get it. But I want to make sure that you're on here and you don't just listen. I think there's so much in the world where we get to passively sit back and listen. YouTube videos are in abundance. I mean, obviously, if you're watching, you know, listening to this on, you know, podcast or uh, YouTube after the fact, 
right? You're just passively consuming this, right? And I believe active interaction, right? Rather than just observation is what can move people forward in a, in a, in a, in a really powerful way, right? When that little bit is said, they can make the tweak. And so I'm curious for any of you, if you have that question, if you have that thought, put that in the Q&A box. See, Ken's saying here, make a list, likes and dislikes, then break it down, top three lists, what you uh, know, then there, what you, what you know, then there you go. First step, find the like, make it your niche, uh, the point, enjoy what you do, just saying. Yeah, you know, it's interesting. And this is why I, I, I love getting to do what I do. Um, there's this aspect that things can be said like Ken just said, and there's nothing wrong with what you said, Ken, in any way, shape, or form. I appreciate that. And I think the only layer that I add to these types of, of statements like that, and even I try to, to do, is to have a level of empathy and understanding that when we, we say things, a lot of it can be simple. It really can. What we potentially could do, we could write things down and, and make this, and it's like, just do it. What I was, what I'm obsessed with with human beings is because I have observed this so much through my unique perspective in my career, I have seen so many people who've gone from course to course to course, webinar to webinar to webinar, from event to event to event, seminar, 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 uh, challenge, 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 course, 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 book, 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 you know, mastermind, mastermind, mastermind. And yet there's still a, a stuckness, a confusedness, a loss, lost. They've been handed on a silver platter. Lots of you are very educated on this call. Probably got more degrees and certifications than I do, right? You're, you're, you're super educated. You're smart. You're intelligent. You're um, talented, right? You, you know what to do. It's not a matter. Lacking information is no longer an issue for anybody, right? Like 99% of things can be Googled and you can find phenomenal answers, well-written articles, you know, extremely uh, amazing videos on people who, who share everything. I mean, there's things out there. I just saw a thing about free coding something.com. And it's this whole thing, like 40,000 people have gone through is how to be a coder for free. And there's all these people be getting high-end coding jobs from this, this particular site that offers coding education for free. And then there's places where you could get a degree probably for multiple hundreds of thousands of dollars to get the degree um, to be a coder. It's not a lack of the information. It's that people are stuck and paralyzed and confused with when they're told, just do it, like the Nike slogan. Hey, you, you know exactly what to do. You have the actions, just do it. And they're going, I know that. I don't know why I'm not doing it. I don't know why I'm not taking the action. I know I know why, what I need to do, but why am I not doing it? And I'm obsessed with that, right? Pick the niche, do this, right? There's decisive people right? There, there are different personality types. There's decisive people. There are literally people who are dominant and decisive and their hardwiring is make a decision in an instant. That is their default. That is easy for them. Give me three options. Boom. Let's go. That's it. They're done. And then there's some of us out here who we can't make a decision if our life depended on it almost, right? I, I can relate. Like I'm more that person, right? I, I've been the person who's had to develop uh, more decisiveness, practice more decisiveness. But I'm the person who's like, you know, sits here and thinks about the options and goes over the billions of ways I could do it and overthinking, right? Like exactly. And so, um, but so a decisive person, um, what I found and it's taken me a lot of practice and I'm no, no, no stretch of the imagination perfect at this, but it takes a lot of practice to be aware of who you are and how you are 
And that's not how everybody is. And so when we say, hey, it's really easy, all you have to do is X, Y, Z, A, B, C, and, and then make it like, ah, oh, it's no big deal, right? How many of us have met somebody who's like, it's really easy to do, right? Something you don't know how to do and you're not good at, and you're not getting the result. And somebody you're learning from says, it's really easy. This is all you got to do. And then they're like, that's it. And you're like, I mean, it sounds really easy, but I don't still know, like, it seems a little bit more difficult than that. And for you, it may be, and there's no shame in that. But we've got to understand that everybody's at a different stage in their career. So Thomas is saying, Michael, do you think that people are sometimes paralyzed the fear of being successful? 100,000%. There is a fear of success. How many relate to this? Trying to read this real quick. This person who wants to coach with me, he says, um, I've been afraid in many ways to reach out for a variety of reasons, mainly being that I've been worried that I won't follow through or take action on your advice and that will crush my spirit. Two, that I probably can't afford you. Three, and the biggest one, that our conversations might trip apart my reality and make me look at uncomfortable things. That our conversations might rip apart my reality and make me look at uncomfortable things. There are a lot of people we're always changing. The only constant is change, but there are plenty of people out there who actually fear. It, it, they might not like what they have right now, but the unknown and the uncertainty of the invisible and on the other side of the unknown is scarier than the current situation that they're in that may not be ideal. They may not like, they may not love, they may not really want to be in, but it's safer than the unknown. It's safer in their mind than the uncertainty. So this fear of success, for me, here's something that I've been doing for a long time. It's taken me practice. It's probably why, you know, I made just from gross revenue. So anybody who knows my story, you know, I almost went bankrupt in 2016 um, from pursuing a career in coaching and speaking. And I, I essentially went back and focused on video production. Um, and then my income went way back up for a couple of years. And then 2019, I came back into this world. I just couldn't not do this work. My, I just am so pulled and so called to do this work, but I had to do a lot of inner and deep work. And, um, but what's interesting is that, you know, from 2004 through 2014. So what I was going to say there real quick, I was, I lost my train of thought for one second. So, you know, from, 20, from 18 to 30, I pretty much spent every dollar on credit cards, lines of credit, loans, some form of debt. So although I was really good at making money in a lot of ways, I was even better at spending that money. I wasn't, I'm 35 now, completely nine day from then. Um, but essentially that's what I did. So, but from 18 to, uh, from 2004 through 2014, I probably did uh, 1 million to 1 million five in total revenue but I didn't really have any financial left over to show for it. Now, here's the interesting thing. From 2010, when I got paid to do my very first coaching client, $1,500 for two days in person, 2010, October, 2010. 
to the present day, I had done about $200,000 in uh, revenue for coaching, roughly. And what's interesting, so when I technically really wanted to start doing coaching and make a money, make money, make a money, make money from speaking, inspiring, encouraging, motivating, coaching, you know, what all this, um, I had already a ton of success in video production. I worked with people like Tony Robbins and Tim Ferriss and been to Richard Branson's Island and made a bunch of money and, and, and achieved a lot living in a town of 20,000 people. I was only going up. I went up every year from 2008 to 2013. And what's fascinating is I had more access to mentors, coaches, masterminds, courses, programs, seminars, summits, and everything on earth for free, cheap, and expensive. Some expensive things I got, I didn't even have to pay for because I traded my video skills. And yet I had more success in video in, my, in 10 years than in the same 10 years in coaching and speaking. Now, what's interesting is the way I succeeded in video production was through Drum roll. In my mind, the grind, the hustle, the hard, hard work, the many, 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 many endless hours, right? The seven days a week, the burning relationships, pissing people off, right? Nonstop, go, 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 go. That's how I succeeded in those 10 years. Now, my wife and I dated for three years, broke up for two years. Those two years were a personal cluster F uh, in a lot of ways. But financially, I actually did better than almost any year in my career because I just put more time into my business. And it wasn't until my wife and I uh, started dating again in 2012 that I really started my journey of taking shifts in my life to where I ultimately started taking far more focus. This is what I think you'll see in, in journeys of a lot of people. And some people, you know, I don't know that they go down all three of these journeys ever, but I think a lot do. And so, especially in business, um, at times people don't know any better. So they just grind, hustle and put millions of hours into something. And that is a way to succeed. Um, usually, usually at the expense of their health and happiness and, uh, relationships and all sorts of other things. And I think there's so many talks of this in the world that there are people who before, like myself was naive. Is this helpful by the way, everybody on here today, is this the talk for today? We never know where these talks are going to go. Those who are on your live, right? We never know where these talks are going to go. So there is so much that you all have an example for today out there in the internet on YouTube and podcasts and things, but they don't always show the duality. So you see and observe people who get divorced and lose all their money and go bankrupt and, you know, have these uh, quote unquote in your mind, horrible things happen. And they show that they succeeded through like grind and hustle and hard work and, you know, insanity. And then there's the opposite, which is, you know, quite frankly, people that you don't typically hear from, because if they're the opposite of that and they're succeeding, you usually don't hear from them, right? Because they're just passively doing things in their own life and making things happen. They're not on the internet. They're not on podcasts. They're not on interviews. They're not out there speaking about how they're not hustling and grinding and, and going nonstop. 
So what we get in the world is a very one-dimensional view of the world. And we see the hustlers and the grinders and the Gary Vaynerchuks and the Grant Cardones and these people out there who are just bleed your eyes out, sleep when you're dead. And they'll literally tell you that, you know, some of them, you know, I'm not saying any particular person, it's no judgment here, but those are some of the like 18 hour a day working people that are go, 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 you know, and some of it's, you know, do as I say, not as I do, you know, so sometimes they're not telling you, like, I don't believe Gary as much is, is a lot more self-aware himself and in his messaging and going, you don't have to be like me, but that doesn't mean actions do speak louder than words with a lot of people. So they still see a guy who travels 300 days out of the year, you know, and, and works 18 hours a day. And I remember when I wanted to inspire and coach and motivate and do all this work, I'm seeing the Tony Robbins and the Brenda Bouchards and these people out in the online marketing space and things, and they're traveling and going nonstop. I mean, Tony's like never in the same place for more than a week. And I'm like, is, is that what it's going to take for me to make a living doing this? Because it just doesn't resonate with me. It's just not what I really um, you know, want to be doing. But I couldn't find any examples because the opposite was very difficult to find because they're not out there you know, publicly letting everybody know that they're not doing anything like in that in that kind of capacity in the non hustle grind mentality. So this being afraid of success, why I believe I made far less money in coaching, although part of it was self-esteem and self-worth and self-confidence. There's a lot of inner work. I think there's a divine timing to everything. But simultaneously, I had too many examples, too much feedback, too many people telling me because I was looking for affirmation from people. But this big one, I vowed to not build a business the same way I built the business before. I know I can make 10 times the money in the next 12 months that I may make right now by simply putting in 10 times the amount of hours in an intentional way. It's predictable, you know? You see the Will Smiths and certain people, man, nobody will outwork me. Dwayne the Rock Johnson, right? Nobody outwork me. Some of these people, they sleep like three or four hours a day. And, uh, you know, that's how they are. But I attract a lot of people that are similar to me. And so I know that the people that are in my world, the people who are listening on this call are not Dwayne the Rock Johnsons. They're not Kevin Hart's. They're not Gary Vaynerchuk's. They're not high dominant. They're not 800 horsepower Ferraris, right? It doesn't mean that you're, 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 you're not going to succeed, that you're not going to make money, that you're not going to have uh, a life that you love, but you can have a life you love on your terms, your way. And so I had to, when I went all in on business, I got great results in business. When I went all in on relationship, I got great results in relationship, but, but not as good a results in business. So this is where I want to come full circle with the three. Sometimes I go off these tangents, I got to find my way back. But we have, I went all in and all focused on business. I succeeded. Then I'm like, oh, at the expense of all these other things. Okay, let's go all in on relationship. Right. So I go all in on relationship. Relationships get way better. How about business isn't good? Now we want to go back. I've got things going really good with relationship. Now we're going to go back to get business better. Come, come full circle. But my view of the world to get business really great again, leave my eyes out, sleep when I'm dead. What do I have? What am I gun shy? What am I fearing? What am I afraid of? Not, not success, actually. But that to quote unquote succeed will again come at the expense of my relationship. And since that was painful, I don't want that pain again, which I've already now resolved. So can I have it all? Can I have a great relationship and a great business while doing them both and not having to sacrifice one or the other? Who has that, by the way, in the chat? 
who has a killer business. They're crushing it. It's amazing. They're happy with it. They love it in every way, shape, and form. And it is, it is doing amazing. And number two, their relationships are unbelievable, amazing, thriving, great. And they are just dialed in. Those two are two prongs are just dialed in. Business and relationships are amazing. Now, if you're one or the other, where are you at? Where, what camp are you in right now? Where do you sit? Have you already had a lot of success in business, but at the expense of relationships? And now you're in relationships, but now your business is hurting? Or are you in the opposite? You're trying to potentially get business going again in a way maybe that you had had in the past, but you are afraid that the only way to do it is to do it at the expense of relationships. Right. And so what I believe is that we can't have both, but it first takes the, the theme of the call today, the Ted Lasso that I brought up here. It takes a belief, takes patience, persistence, takes being willing to play the long game. It takes having other people around you going 100 miles an hour and you going, hey, do your thing. Do your thing. T-H-A-N-G. Thang. Do your thing, person, because I'm going to do my thing. You see that? Because for so long, I compared myself to others. For so long, I allowed others to infiltrate my mind. Because remember, I've said this on other calls. Physical, quote unquote, mental abuse or physical abuse is very different than mental abuse. Sticks and stones can break my bones, but words can never hurt me. We really believe that words hurt us because it feels that way, but we are allowing others to infiltrate our mind. You can't, I mean, God forbid something bad happens. I brought that up on other calls, but physical pain, abuse, that's a very real thing. God forbid any of you have been through that or are going through it, but that's very real. But mental, that can be, you know, I just bought a book. Um, I'm going to watch uh, the, the, the TED Talk. I was going to say, we're going to watch it. Really powerful uh, message. A book by a guy named, where'd it go? Uh, the Happiest Man on Earth. He just passed away at 101. Uh, the Life of an Auschwitz uh, Survivor, Eddie Jacku. And I put up this quote um, yesterday that said, uh, where's that? Hate is a disease which may destroy your enemy, but will also destroy you in the process. And this aspect that we allow others to infiltrate our brain. So when we, when people say, oh, you can't do that, that's stupid, you need to do this, you need to be working harder, you're, you're lazy, you're, you're not taking enough action, you're not doing enough things, you're not working hard enough, you're not putting in enough hours, you're not, you're not, you're not, all rooted in not enough, not enough, not enough. That's fine. Let them think whatever they want to think. Because the only way you will technically, per se, lose is if you don't keep going. We know that intellectually, yet we're not going anywhere at times and our metaphoric car is in park because we're not moving fast enough. So we just don't move at all. You know, if you were going to go in a straight line and you knew you could go in a straight line across the United States and your car only went 10 miles per hour and another one went 100, yes, they will get there before you. But the only way you won't get there is if you stop driving. 
and stop forcing yourself to do things just because others tell you that you need to do it. So many of you are building businesses and working on things that um, ultimately are not within your core zone of genius. They're not what lights you up. I'm more and more bullish every single day of my life to know the difference between what I can do, right? Excuse me. Just because I can, I want to say this quote, just because I can doesn't mean I should. Just because I'm capable and competent of certain things doesn't mean that I should do it. So for me, this ability to build a life now where I can have amazing relationships, amazing business, but I know that, I mean, I stop 99.9% of the time between four and six o'clock, and I've been doing this for years, years. And the prior part of my career, I never stopped. I mean, I'd have like a gap for an hour or two, hang out with the girlfriend, right? And then nine o'clock at night, I go to one o'clock in the morning. And I just, I always felt like I could never get caught up. And now I know that I'll never get caught up. There will always be new things to learn, to listen to, to do, to whatever. That's okay. Just take it day by day by day by day by day. And so I've, I've now created my business around my life, not my life around a business. And so I've gotten very clear on how I want my life and my days to look like as a default and then from there, have built my business around that. It took intentionality, took practice, it took patience, it took persistence. And now as a default, the hours I work, the hours that I get paid for are between the hours of nine to five, Monday through Friday. Now, does that mean I work nonstop, hour for hour, minute for minute from nine to five, Monday through Friday? No, but I have boundaries. And so when I have, say, private coaching clients, I mean, 99.9% .9 of the time, I do not do things outside of the hours of nine to five because the work I've chosen to get into is not an emergency career. You know, I've been in an emergency career before, like, you know, with some of the stuff I did in video and, and I, I, you know, people needed me now, this video is tomorrow and I got to get up at midnight and get these changes and do this thing. And I just got tired of that. And so, and I tell people too, who sometimes think this, I don't coach or speak because, uh, you know, it is technically the easier thing to do. Some people get into certain careers. Oh, this is the easy thing to do. This is easy business to build. Oh, you don't have, no, I, I can't not do this work. I love this work. This is a calling. Like I, I still have generated more. I mean, it's growing and I continue to make more year after year, but I still not have had in, in coaching as big of years as I've had in some of the years I had in video yet. I say yet very confidently and with absolute certainty and conviction. But like when I, you know, went back in 2019, my income went in half. My gross income went in half because I realized I'm not a great manager or delegator. I do get help and support, but like if I was an epic entrepreneur, I'd have somebody in place and my video production company would have been running without me and I just would have had to kind of barely manage it on the side. But for me, that's not who I am. And so in 2019, when I decided to go back and this is where you think with focus, this is just what happens. My income, I had grossed over $100,000 every year from 2008 through 2016. Every year, actually, I didn't say 16. 16, I was almost not going to do it. 
my focus was so split. I wanted to make, I mean, I was making money. I wasn't making enough money to pay all my bills. And I was burning through money and getting deeper in debt in 2016. And then I decided I'm getting married and turning 30. I'm putting this on hold for right now. It's just, I, I don't know how to get this to work and I got to step away from it. I got to step away from it. So I did not try. I barely, barely broke 100,000 in 2016. I thought I wasn't even going to hit 80. And that last three or four months of focus, I made like 50 grand. And then the next two years, I got it back up to $250,000 in gross revenue um, each of those two years. And then it went back to like 125. Um, and mind you, these are gross numbers. I still have almost 7,000 bucks a month. And almost half of that is still some debt payments, just so y'all know. Um, so I, you know, <laughs> just for clarification there, uh, I don't like to sit here and stand on mountaintops. I mean, I, I still have my things I'm working through, but all of that to be said, I'm not miserable anymore. I'm not waiting. My happiness is not in the future when I'm debt free. My happiness is not in the future when I accomplish certain things, achieve certain things, get certain accolades or certain things to happen. That's where it used to be right? Happiness was fleeting. It was in the future. Happiness is now. It's taken practice. It's taken work through me and my wife, but we've reached that place of, of overall, overall peace and serenity and calmness and satisfaction around our right now. But like when I diluted my attention again, see, my focus was on money-making activities was 100% on video production in 2017 and 2018. Income went up. Imagine yourself, if you ran 80 feet to the left and then you turned around and ran 80 feet to the right, you're going to be where you started. You won't be 160 feet further. You'll be right where you started. So at times, that's what split a focus if you're not great at, at delegating, if you're not great at getting help and support. Because when you're not doing something, you're not doing something. When you're doing something, you're not doing something else. So see, when I was... Uh, splitting my focus and putting a lot of attention into coaching, but it wasn't quite taking off. Nobody was doing anything with video at that particular time in my career. So I was losing projects and jobs and opportunities. Then when I only focused on making money, making money activities for video, it shot way back up. And then when I diluted my attention again and split it, it went back down. And now it's going up a lot faster because of a whole slew of things that I teach on these calls every week. Um, to get to where the place I am today, where I do have what I dreamed about, what I wanted, which was to not travel anymore, which instead of saying not traveling, I said, stay home. Instead of saying, I don't want to do a video more, I said, coach. Instead of saying, I don't want to be in debt, be abundant, right? And I had to make that shift because it's the focus thing again. I don't want to travel. I don't want to be in debt. I don't want to do video. I just am focused on video versus focusing on staying home, coaching, et cetera. Questions. I'm going to take somebody on here shortly. Where are we at? We've reached the, the hour mark today. Good place for an intermission while we get some people to chime in here in the chat on the live call. So mindtuneuptimelive.com. That's where you can register for the Zooms here. If you're catching this on YouTube or on your favorite podcast platform, that'll also let you get the Facebook group where they stream live there as well. Um, replays live there um, immediately. And then I get these up right now i'm doing my best to get these up on the podcast get help support uh but get the podcast and show notes and all that up uh by end of day on thursday so the live sessions are at 2 p.m central standard time on tuesdays um, on zoom 
uh, it streams into the Facebook group, which you can access on mindtunertimelive.com. Replays live there immediately and all live there. And then number two, uh, usually by end of day Thursday, we're getting it up on YouTube and podcast platforms. And so, and then you can check the descriptions and show notes on those things and go back and Facebook and whatnot as well. And I'm typically updating those, those show notes as well. And you can see timestamps. You can see exactly where I pull a person on one-on-one. If you want to listen to that, um, so you can go straight to these, these certain points. It's got timestamps of when things happen. So, um, so it's great. So I usually do these for about two hours, sit on here on Tuesday and uh, skip my give back call. And then you can go to the mindmechanic.net. Want to learn how you can work with me. Um, I mean, typically right now I have, I have one main offer you can find on there, the mindmechanic.net. You can go to coaching. So if you want to dig into that, you can check that out there. Uh, still at a very much more affordable rate than probably most of you uh, would think. So I would check that out while, while it's still the way it is. Now, where are we at? Brought up a lot on today's call. So before I pull one person on to coach them, I want to see what any of you have to say. You've been here, right? You've been here. You're listening. Now, how can I help? What do you need clarification? What made sense, but you're still like, yeah, but. What was an aha? What was a breakthrough? So Gail says the two sides of the same coin, the advantages and disadvantages of the coin by focusing and phrasing what you do want through the positive, the advantages, not the negative. I can't stress it enough. I, I, I just believe we, we, what we focus on, we get. And so to the degree that we, um, to the degree that we're focusing on what we don't want, don't be surprised when you only continue to get more of it. So Michael, do you enjoy video production as much as you did in the past? I remember talking with you in St. Louis after a wedding about two, about two in the morning and you inspired me then and now. I appreciate that, Thomas. So. You know, here's the thing. I, I really don't believe I, 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 my firm belief is there's probably a, a, a few variations. in as I talk this through of people who succeed in business, um, people who really love what it is that they do and people who don't, oh my gosh, that seems crazy. But the people who don't love what they do, but succeed when they start the thing that they do. They are of the personality type of the super dominant driven, bleed your eyes out, sleep when you're dead. I don't really care what I'm doing. I just want to make money. And they have uh, a Gary Vaynerchuk, Grant Cardone, Donald Trump, like very dominant alpha energy. Those types of people can do laborious, intense tasks and not like them and put up with them far longer than the average person who's in my community of people that listen to me. And so they'll do the repetitive, in their mind, I don't give a crap what it is, tasks enough times repetitively over a course of time to get the result. I do not believe that I got to the results that I got to in my life, even though I put a lot of hours and effort and energy and time and things in, um, I got there because I didn't like what I did. So he said, do I enjoy video production as much as I did in the past? The answer is 100% no. Um, did I love it? 100%. Um, I wouldn't say I lost love for it. 
the seed was planted when I did my first one-on-one training day in 2010. It was two days, one-on-one person, one-on-one day, whatever, with a person uh, for two days. That was the first time that I really was like, oh my gosh, this is really like, this is so much fun. It was not stressful. It was so enjoyable. The person got a lot of value out of it. And that's when I started to pursue what I do today. I'd say by about 2014, 2015, like when I made the choice to do it because I wasn't fully, I had already had 10, 11 years of momentum. I would always show up and do my best. And I, I did it with all my heart, but, but like, I, I, I didn't want to do it anymore, but I couldn't just quit. Cause I couldn't, I mean, I could, I always got to catch that for everybody. I could have quit, but my situation, much like a lot of people, why they get stuck and they don't is that if I would have quit cold Turkey, I don't know what I would have done. I probably would have definitely had to go bankrupt. And, um, you know, maybe I would have figured it out faster. I don't know. But at the time I had a lot of bills and I had a lot of responsibility. And, and so I had to figure that out to be able to still achieve what I really wanted in life with a lot of bills, debt, responsibility, uh, marriage, house, uh, et cetera, et cetera. And so, and yeah, that's the thing, Thomas. Uh, it says I have a calling. I can't speak for everyone else to what you feel inside, but I literally have a internal pull inside of me that I no longer am trying to shake, but couldn't shake to do this work. Right. I don't know that I ever fully had that for video. Like I kind of, I, I see a lot of accidental successes. Now, some of you that may be for telling stories through writing, you just are lit up to write. Some of that, that may be music for you. Like, I got to be careful. Like, just because if somebody's on here and loves video and I don't love it how I did anymore, it doesn't mean you shouldn't love it. I'm not here to ever. I've said this before. I don't care what you do, but I care what you do. I don't care what you do, but I care what you do. It sounds like the exact same thing. And you're like, well, <laughs> so you don't care what I do, but I, you care what I do. Yeah, I don't care what you do. I don't care if you want to be a writer, a musician, you, you, you want to have a multi-level marketing business, you, you want to be an anthropologist, you, you want to be a scientist, you want to fly to the moon, you want a crafting business, an art business, design business, coaching, consulting business, you, you want to be, you know, uh, the next Tesla. Like, I don't care what it is you want to do, but I care what you want to do. So I am here to un- Ravel, peel back the layers, untangle the mind, and extract and pull out. Somebody called me a soul surgeon the other day. Extract out of your soul. What is that thing you want to do? Not what your friends, not what your family, not what your peers, not what anyone else tells you you should be doing. You'd be better off doing. You're so great at doing that. I mean, you know how much I had to deal with, uh, Thomas, anyone else on here? Why are you not doing video? right? Yo, you're so talented. You're so good at it. it seems like you really love it. You've, you've, you've reached such high heights. You've done so well for your, yourself. Why would you, why would you ever do something else? They're not me. Only I truly know what I felt inside. And what I felt was I'm not, I'm not pulled and called and, and, and to do that anymore. I just, how many can relate? How many can relate on the call today? And again, if you have a question, no, there's something in the chat.
Question, question, question. Y'all wonderful listeners. I appreciate it. <laughs> Nobody's stuck. Nobody's confused. Everybody's crystal clear. Everything's great. I mean, that's fine. I know some people just want to continue to learn. What is the best way to get out there? I had been coaching and training at auto dealerships and was good at it, but now I have been trying for the last few years to get what you made to made the choice to do teach and train. I have had moderate success, but nothing like I had an auto business. So trying to figure it out. So, so there's an interesting thing. You know what, John, I don't, I don't know if we have, I'm not hundred percent sure, but John, you want to be the coaching person today? You want to be pulled on camera? Okay, cool. I'll pull you on here shortly. Anything else from anybody else before I pull on John? Anybody? If you're typing something out right now, put it in there. Try to have some patience here. Awesome, Heidi. Good to see you again. I know I hadn't heard from you a little bit. I hope you're doing well, Heidi. Thinking of you. Okay. Anything else? <laughs> okay. I'll take a little drink here too. Anybody else have any other, any other things you're stuck on? How you feeling? We rock and roll? We good today? Any breakthroughs, insights? Such great listeners. It's on here. Deidre, Derek, what's up, brother? God dang, there he is. Gail, so Heidi, Jim. Can I get everybody once? I've seen Thomas. I've seen Tashina type, Sue type, Norman type. Hey, Sonia, Marty, Lynn, Lisa, Jim. Make you be on camera. Just say hello. All right. There we go, Ken. All right. Let's pull on uh, John today. Second half of the call. Just let me know, John, when you're ready. Appreciate everybody listening. Appreciate you being here today. So these how these go. And like I said, if you're catching replays afterwards, you listen to the podcast, you can always check the show notes. Some people just love listening to the, the one-on-one time uh, with somebody and, and learn a lot from that. So you can find that part real real easily on the, um, on the show notes that are being done every week. So, um, and how did you all find out about me who on here today? I'm gonna put that in the chat. I always read the chat afterwards. Um, okay. He's back. So put that in there and I'll pull John up. This is Norman's favorite part. I know that. All right. Hey, Derek, if you have any questions for anybody, you can leave it in the chat too. <laughs> Derek's been helping me with some stuff. There we go. What's up, brother? Hold on. Let's see. Hello there. We've interacted, haven't we, in Messenger? We have. I, I so. uh, was 
faithfully being on your calls Wednesdays, but Tuesdays were a little bit more of a crowded day. So I, I, uh, had some time that freed up and I jumped right on. Oh, cool, man. It's good to see you again. I thought I just don't always recognize sometimes people's profile photos look a little different. <laughs> so I just have to, some are identical, some are nothing like, and some are somewhere in between. So I, I, I was pretty sure that was the same guy. You have an orange shirt on, I think in your photo. Um, yes, I think so. Yeah. Okay. I thought that was you. So cool. Well, Hey man. So tell me what's up. Tell me, uh, what you got going on? Give me a little background. I mean, I read that question, but why don't you just rearticulate now through voice what you're thinking? Yeah, so great. Well, I appreciate uh, you welcome, know buddy. you and 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 your journey. Um, I have been on a similar journey the in uh, much later in life. Sure. I had uh, like you. I had uh, great success for many years in the car business, okay. like you did when you put the effort into the. The video business. And what were you doing specifically in the car business? Just to be so I um I basically was selling cars okay. and became good at it and got recruited into the management uh part of it for many different uh times. You know, in the car business, you kind of move around until you find a home. And so then I finally did find a great home. Um literally nothing else kind of matched it. But I was at a point in my life, my wife and I decided after a few years to have kids and we weren't able to. Okay. And so after trying for five years, we decided to adopt. Okay. And uh, so everything was moving in that direction. And when we got the, we, we got the kind of the ball rolling, everything was moving in the right direction. My wife says, you can't keep working, you know, 70 miles from home and working all those hours. And so I had really developed a lifestyle business in the car business where I worked, you know, less hours than most at it all working well, but now we're adopting these, these new kids. And my wife's like, I need you home. Yeah. So long story short, I basically moved to another location after I call them divine placements where I met uh, owners of another dealer that owned another dealership at a major convention Uh, in Dallas, Texas, and I'm from New Jersey. Okay. And they asked me to come and work for them. And that place ended up, did go into work for them, was literally eight miles from where I lived. So now I was there for the kids every day. They didn't, they didn't have any evenings. So I had the chance to sow into their lives. And I felt like that was the right thing to do. And, um, and so the kids got a great, uh, you know, upbringing, everything worked great. And I did, did, you know, go stay in the car business for many years. And uh, so then I had a transition point where I, my dad was actually at a point where he should have been retiring, but he kept saying, I'll never retire. Yeah. So I I came to him on Christmas one day and I said, Hey dad, I got my insurance license. He's like, you did what? I'm like, I got my insurance license. He says, I thought I would help you out. He's like, how, how are you going to help me out? You know, like, I'm like, well, you have no transition you have no legacy plan. You can't work forever. I said, wouldn't it be nice one day where you could, you know, you could train me, teach me, and you could walk away and have an income and the business go, keeps going. And he just never really got excited about it. And I don't think I, I, literally I wasted five years of my life because it never really, the transition really never happened okay. to the point where he did a handshake deal with uh, some people with in the insurance industry and sold the business without any contract. And they literally oh, sold it 
uh, he sold it and got nothing is what he tells me. Yeah. So I literally almost like you in 2015, almost went bankrupt. I literally had big bills, big house, everything. Cause I was making a lot of money in the car sure. business. Yeah. And, uh, I was in, managed to stay, you know, st stay stable for another two plus years. And then things really got tough. We had that big uh, real estate bubble happen. Okay. And so now, um, so now I had to make some decisions and uh, get back in the car business, which I didn't want to do at that point mm -hmm. and whatever to do. So since 2018, I've been scrambling, trying to find something I can develop that skill and lifestyle that I did in the car business, but yeah. do it for myself because the part of the story I didn't tell you about the car business, I got burnt. I built up three different companies, businesses and got the short end of the stick. Yeah. And I got tired of working for somebody else, making them rich sure. and me getting the leftovers. Yeah. So that's kind of the backstory. So for, for three years now, I've been kind of the shiny object guy. I'm like finding, trying to find I something it. that I can see. <laughs> I get it. I mean, and, and I've done, I've done a little tinkering with uh, cryptos. I think I mentioned to you on a one message um, about that and stock trading and things like that. And so yeah. I've been able to stay afloat. I'm making enough money to pay the bills, but yeah. my wife's yeah. like, you need to go get a job. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, honey, the bills are getting paid. She's like, but but we don't have any extra money blah 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 and so yeah. hence the thing is i i've never really been the uh what's the word like a you know the front guy i've always been the guy that stays in the back i'm your your barnabas guy i'm i'm there to support you how can i help you how can i grow but i'm finding the more and more i'm listening to you that i feel like i have to take that plunge and get myself out there and so i'm thinking maybe it's through video and now hold, hold on a second so that's one part where i want to catch because this is where i love the interaction because the, the, the proof is always when i get to interact that everybody interprets things in different ways so i always i i try to say things 50 different ways but people still hear what they want to hear so are you feeling that way uh as if you want to or you feel that way because you feel like you have to like, do you want to be the front person? Do you want to be out and in, 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 in more in the public and, and more people to know versus like the behind the scenes? Like, where do you sit? I, I think, you know, I think I've been, been being divinely inspired to be that front person okay. because yeah. I have so many years of experience in life. You know, I'll be 60. I'm already 61. Okay. Sure. And I've got a lot of energy, energy. Wow, of you look great. Half man. my age. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. And so I'm, I, I just, my wife says, you got so much to give. You just need to get out there and start giving yeah. it. And so yeah. that's really the question, how to get out there. Cause I, a life coach, like I love, I don't like, you know, you know, the statistics probably as well as I do more than 50% of marriages end up in divorce. Sure. There's a lot of people that are hurting out there. There's a lot of, you know, like Tony's mission of feeding children. Like there's so yes. many things that having more than enough can do for the world. And I, so I'm feeling like that my wife's been encouraging me, like you have so much to give, just get out there. So I, I'm kind of wondering, like there's a little bit of hesitancy, but there's also, there's an inner little excitement that says, I, I think I really would enjoy okay. that. That's it. That's cool. That's great. Yeah. That's great. So so um, 
so the activity, I mean, you, you probably hear me say this before, but like, so let's, you know, crypto and stocks and all these different types of things, there's still aspects of saying, you know, they're, they're meant to make us money. So I always come back to that question. Money's not needed. You're given millions and millions. Your bank account will never drain. So you can spin it however you want. It never goes down. What activity though? So now I don't have to mess with stocks and real estate and these things, unless I like messing with them because I'm not doing them because I don't need the money. So what right. activities like, do you find yourself that you really, you really love doing? If you didn't need any money, like what would you what would you spend your days doing? Well, what I've been spending a lot of my days doing, because I, I kind of been fitting work around what I love to do, is I live in a 55 and older community. Okay. And I love going to find out people that need help in the community, the older okay. folks. I, I just love that. I mean, they and uh, so I find myself walking the dogs a lot and meeting people and, and how you doing? Anything I can do to help you? I, yeah, yeah. you know, like my neighbor called me, she says, you're always so kind to me, you know, but now she's going to be moving because she's getting <laughs> a little bit too old for the place. Yeah. She says, will you still come see me when, when I, when I move to my daughter's house? I said, yeah, yeah of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I love just being available to, to serve people in whatever it is, whether it's young people, helping them to understand that, you know, they mean something that, you know, they, they can live a, a, a life that's meaningful you know, and, and like you find your passion. So I find myself trying to help other people find what they like, but I haven't been able to sink my teeth in enough to make the money to do what I love, just serving people. Yeah. Right. So, so I was hoping you weren't going to say that, like, but I have I, I love helping people find what they love to do, but I haven't found what I love to do. Cause I was going to say, well, you have, you just haven't figured out how to have that generate the income to keep doing it. And that was a transition for me. I mean, when I was in 2018, bawling my eyes out a couple of times on some phone calls. You may have heard that, but for others right now, I'll just kind of reiterate, like saying a few things like, well, what do you really want to do? And then be bawling. Cause I'm like, I know it and I'm doing it. But because I didn't have the courage to, to, to charge to whatever around the money part, which is some of the stuff we brought up today. Right. You know, my friends were benefiting and I'm helping them either charge more on projects or win at certain areas but then I had to go do things that I didn't love anymore, which is, so those who know my background, the video production, like I had lost my love for that, but that was continuing to pay the bills whilst the thing that I really knew I loved and people got a lot of value out of, and I'm helping them do what they love, like you're saying, but then I'm simultaneously technically hypocritical because I'm not being able to do what I love. So I'm encouraging and helping others while really I still had to go do something now I was not as in love with. And so, I mean, and this is really I mean, there's a few ways to go about this, but I mean, one with the getting yourself out there, cause it's kind of twofold, right? You're already getting yourself out there. I mean, you're it's like, I joked before, like, dude, I can go down to the golf coffee shop, meet new people, come home and hunt. My wife could go, what'd you do? I, mean, I met this guy. It was so awesome. It was a great conversation, man. We had this, you know, and, and have something where there's a lot of fulfillment, fun, enjoyment. It's, it's two way. Like I'm, I'm loving giving the value, but I'm getting like, cause in coaching, I get value. Like these interactions, I always get a new level of clarity, a new idea, a new thing. So it's always a duality. So it, it, it'd be a win-win, but where it's a win-lose is like, if that's where I love to do, do the most and where I can bring the most value, but if I never figure out how to make any money with it, or yeah, if you get so good that something else happens, you don't need to charge. I mean, that's great. But that to me, those are those lottery minute, moments, right? Those are those like, Sally Sue from Africa, you know, you find out was a long lost cousin and, you know, passed away and they gave you $50 million. Like, oh my God, now you just run around doing what you're doing already and don't ever worry about charging people. 
But mm-hmm. like, I knew that that I can't sit around and wait for. And number two, I know how I am. Now I can't speak for everybody else, but I know I have a very tunnel vision hyper focus around me. So the idea that I'm going to build some other business mm-hmm. so that I can end up coming back to do the thing I really, really love to do, that's also not likely to happen. So once I identified right. that more than riding my bike and all these other things that I could do to probably figure out to make money because I like them, I have passion around them, that this activity here is my number one. So great. I think we're there with you. Um, I think it can be accelerated in, in regards to how you can go and, and do that and generate generate money. And I think depending on who you are, like I, I don't see why, because look, when I've said talking, like I could get a job talking all day long at AT&T and be a customer service agent, right? That's not the kind of talking I'm looking to do, right? So mm-hmm. I think you have a certain type of help and serving and talking and inspiring you want to do. But let's just take uh, relationships and things you already have. You mentioned the automotive world. Like, how long have you been out of that? What's your still connections and relationships there? And that's um, well, that's a great question. I, I um, I've been out of it now full time since 2015. I did help a couple of businesses. I went in to go in, and they asked me to come and you know help the team. And I literally uh, went in there for like uh, about a year stint, and then just wasn't you know working out. And I I um, I really wanted to kind of help them the way I was doing it, but not work in there, but work, help them from the outside. Mm-hmm. And that's the, so I love those, you know, the people in that business to help them reach their next level, but I haven't been able to, um, in, in all the turmoil in the last two years, the car business has been totally yeah, flipped that, upside well, down. You just, yeah. You just plan, plan that. Yeah. I, that is a, so, so there's an interesting thing too, right? Like, um, cause I do think there's industries that got decimated that there's, I mean, you can, they need a lot of encouragement, but there's not a lot of strategy overall that they can do. It's just a very difficult, like my wife's stepdad is in the car business and he's going to probably, when things come back around, he's going to have some of his big, biggest months of his entire life. Uh, but in the interim, there's not a whole heck of a lot he can really do. I mean, he's mm-hmm. got thousands of relationships, but there's just, people aren't getting the cars they want, you know, they got, they got to wait. Right. So it's a patience game. Um, but yeah, I mean, the getting out there is kind of twofold because, you know, one, finding your voice, finding your message, finding exactly what problems you solve and how you help to me is to continue to show up and do that. So one is I, I like whether there's two people watching or 200 people watching, you can start clicking that live button on your on your Facebook live. Like these are just simple things. Mm-hmm. These aren't immediate money things because it sounds like you're already staying alive, staying afloat. You've got some activities that are generating, maintaining money. Mm-hmm. So, so that's for me, rather than try to find some other ancillary random thing to go make money, keep doing a version of what you're doing. But now if we start taking more steps that may not generate money in the short, short term, that it'll give you more clarity and conviction and confidence around who you help, how you help, what you really want to talk about. So like, if you were to do a Facebook live today, it's like, what would, who, who would you be talking to? What would you be saying? How would you be helping them? What kind of encouragement? I mean, I've done over 700 Facebook lives on my Facebook you know, account, personal Facebook account alone. I mean, mm-hmm. I, how many of these kind of zooms that I've done? I mean, I don't even, it's probably a thousand plus hours at this point in time, at least. Cause I mean, every week is two hours. I mean, last September I had eight hours a week that I was doing zooms. I mean, there's variations, but like, you know, for me, 
all these little things have been stepping stones. You know, this, the Sam cart, this guy did something with last year. I had something from three years ago that I planted seeds with that now are coming back. And so I find that the more I continue to because look in 2019, I only made 30 grand. And I mean, I say only some people that might be great for them. Some people that might not be enough, but like from coaching specifically in 2019, after two years of $0, I made 30 grand. And I mean, specifically how I did that is, um, in the offers that I made, um, initially I did, I was trying out this app called Voxer. I had relationships with people. Um, some of these were video production people specifically for me. So this is just what I did. You plug into your own way of, of doing it, but you know, I wanted to use this app called Voxer and I told people, Hey, we'll do a, what I call love it or leave it. I'll give you 30 days inside this app. I'll rock your world. And at the end, like, I don't even know what it'll look like at the end. Yeah. I don't know if I'll like it. You'll like it. I don't know what I'm going to offer, but I'm not going to charge you for 30 days. We're just going to do this. And at the end of the 30 days, if, if it's a win-win, we'll talk about how we can move forward and do more. And that first year, I mean, in the first 30 days, I think I had, you know, maybe 15 to 25 people who took me up on that. And then I had some sign up and the offer was only because of my self-esteem and self-worth or whatever. I mean, it was a thousand bucks for 12 months of access there. Now, some people could go, oh my gosh, like I gave them unlimited access. Most people used it pretty heavily for like 30, 60, 90 days. And then it kind of trickled off, but I still got paid either the hundred dollars a month or a thousand dollars for the year. They had to pay the thousand bucks, but they could either pay once or pay hundred bucks a month. Right. So I did that. And then I got permission to go live in this one Facebook group that was complimentary to my world. This is called full-time filmmaker. And I went live probably 20 times before I ever even pitched anything. I just was just pouring my heart out, doing like you see on these calls. People would like, people would comment. I started interacting with some of those people. And I said, hey, I'm going to do this. I called it Jumpstart Sessions. And the podcast itself, I would say overall, never directly brought me much business. But like what I did was I said, I'm going to use this session as a, as a podcast episode. And if you'll let me talk to you and help you out for free for an hour, I'll give you, you've liked what you heard for free already. Let's jump on a call. I won't charge mm -hmm. anything. And I'm going to make it a podcast episode. And so people said yes to that. And at the end of our talking, I said, hey, I got an offer. And I think at that time I had uh, some people I gave a year access to Voxer. And I did a one-on-one -on -one day with them for like $4,000. And I charged like 350 bucks a month. And then some people just took me up on the non-one-on-one -on -one day and did some of the Voxer. But like, um, I mean, that may be about 30 grand that first year. Um, and then last year I made about 70, 80 grand. I still made about another four, 30, 40 grand off of that kind of activity and offer type of stuff. And then I had this other guy that was paying, you know, some money monthly, like I was doing the Sam cart calls. So inside their community. Um, mm -hmm. and so once I got very intentional and knew what I wanted, I wanted to make money doing what I'm doing right now on this call today. Like, and I can do it on Zoom. I can do it on the phone. I can do it on Voxer. I can do it on per in person. I can do group in person. I can do group on Zoom. I mean, there's so many different vehicles and having experimented with them all, Michael Gebbin has identified, I like this right now. And I like Voxer. I don't want to take on private clients via the phone. I don't want to take on private clients via Zoom. I don't want to take on private clients in person. Like I don't want to have private clients that are in sync. So Voxer is voicemails back and forth technically. And, and I, I get a lot of freedom and flexibility. So I got people in Europe that I coach simply because they're sending me messages at two o'clock in the morning. 
I would never get on calls with them at seven or eight in the morning or two o'clock in the morning or 11 o'clock at night. So they could be in a convenient time and whatever. Like, so I've been able to work with people all over. It gives me a lot of freedom and flexibility because of the way I've set boundaries, but that app has been powerful. So I do that for private coaching. And then now with what you're seeing, I mean, basically I'm doing this as a, um, as my get to see how I teach, how I preach, how I talk, how I communicate, how I do that. It doesn't cost you a dime. And then you get to see me like this. I'm coaching you. And so the offer I currently have that's on the website allows people to guarantee calls. And it's a little bit more private. Like I'm on private group calls once a week. So on Thursdays with the people paying me, um, I immediately go into the coaching. So I don't wait for an hour. So you can see me kind of talking about concepts. When those people are on that call, I just immediately start coaching. Um, and so that's something that's starting to build out, but my primary income is actually still coming from kind of some bigger deals and bigger private clients while I'm still kind of messing around with this group coaching offer and stuff, but I'm always, I'm experimenting, you know? And so, but you know, this year I'll break a hundred thousand dollars with the coaching, but that, that took me from, you know, so I'm making, you know, 80% of the money I've made in coaching has been in the last three years, but my first coaching client was in 2010, you know, the first time I ever got paid to do this work was once in 2010, a couple more times and random things, but, um, I never really believed I could do it. I never knew how I could do it. And there was so many, this is where outside of when I started my video production, I didn't know what to do. And there was only a couple options. So I did them. It was easy to make a choice. Then when I got into coaching, all these mentors and Sam carts and Robbins and Pat Flynn's and Derek Halpern's and Mark, you know, all these people out there that I've learned from. You know, it's like everybody's got a different way. And so what I've found is, is I'm not telling you that what I just did is what you should do. I'm just telling you that I've been willing to take the action, experiment imperfectly, at times just do things for free because it takes the it takes the pressure off. I'd rather be because see that offer. Did I not have any belief that I could help people in 2019 when I did that like 30 day thing and then charged them? Like, could I just charge them immediately instead of needing the 30 days? Yes. But here's what likely, I'm not saying I guarantee it, but likely would have happened. Let's say I had the 30 people that I was like identifying that could have interest and I reached out to them. I just go, Hey, I got this idea. I'm, I'm starting my coaching back up. I thought of you. It's a thousand dollars for, for the year. I use this app. Would I have gotten some of those people to sign up without any free trial or anything? Probably. But I know it would have been less. It would have been way less than what I got for, for the free upfront because what I wanted is the reps, right? You want to lose weight. You want to do anything. You need reps. You need consistency. So for me, I would have rather had the, you know, 25 people I did for free to have five people sign up than only have two to five people sign up immediately without the other 20 people that I did for free because that gave me more clarity, gave me more confidence. It helped me figure it out. And so my thing is, is like for you to know what exactly and how you're going to offer this, you need to create some kind of container. So you kind of, I, I even call it myself, which I got to watch it, but willy nilly, willy nilly is like, I meet with somebody, I kind of talk, they like it they feel good. Hey, come back to my house. Sometime. Like it's so kind of, just kind of random. And there's nothing wrong with that, but I find that there's a difference between random interactions with people. Like, and you seeing yourself as just kind of a hobbyist. I kind of like to do it for fun. I don't make any money doing it versus like being a quote unquote professional. Like this is what I do for a living. 
Like, and I help people get results. So you, it doesn't mean you you can never help people for free. You can never just talk to people and 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 technically be their friend. I'm not saying any of that has to, it's not like an either or. I used to think that for a long time. I just love helping people. What I'm doing right now, you aren't paying me ultimately, right? You're not. And in and, and this moment, and you may never, I don't know, but like you're not. And so I had to find a blend where I can just give to, like just purely, like I'm not, I don't have to charge. It's not an either or, because I had a lot of that where it's like, oh, well, it's this delineation, this line in the sand. I'm either just charging people and, and they have to pay me or I give it all away. And I, and I, I found this blend now where there's still far more people that I'm just giving time and attention to. I mean, I've had a lot of science and this is where a lot of people don't want to hear this, but this is where I'm saying plant your seeds today and plant as many as you can. And if you already have money that you're making now, as long as you continue to do this and refine, people will come back. I've had at least half a dozen or more in the last six months sign up with coaching that were anywhere from 12 months to six years that they never paid me a dime. Meaning I planted a seed, I did something like this with them. And then they came back two years later and were like, I'm ready. Like, I'm ready to sign up. I need you. And so I'm playing the long game with this. And I, I very much, I'm making money in the now doing it. And my income keeps going up, but there's so much assurance that I just keep planting seeds. So people like yourself that are doing this right now, uh, like I said, you may never sign up. You may just tell your friends, I may never talk to you again. I don't know. I don't care. I'm not attached to that anymore. I'm attached to week after week after week showing up and doing what I'm doing with you and creating a container for people to see me as a professional, though, as someone who can be hired versus I used to see myself as just this hobbyist. No one takes me seriously. All they see me as the videographer. You know, and that's how I saw myself. I would say other people see me that way, but really it's how I viewed myself. And then when I viewed myself that way, that was the reflection I got. Oh, see, nobody wants to hire me. Like nobody pays me. Nobody's wanting to pay me. And now I have people going, how do I hire you? I want to hire you. I need you now. And so does that, that does that help give some clarity of like, just, you know, continuing to create a container. So even some of these random people around town and whatever, like they're potentially your people right now who would pay you. That wouldn't be crazy. You may think, Oh, I can't imagine. Maybe some of these people pay me. There could be some people right now who literally, if you go, Hey, I just want to let you know, now I'm not going to stop talking to you. I don't want you to think this, but I'm actually starting to, um, basically become more of a professional life coach. Like I have had so many people give me feedback that they love my help. They love my support. They love my insights. They love the way that I, I help them get clarity or, or build up some self-esteem. So I just want to let you know, this is something that um, I'm, I'm starting to play around with and starting to kind of charge some people and I'm feeling my way out. So that's where you can just be vulnerable and honest. And your first one guy I know named Rich Litvin, you can look this guy up and, 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 and check out Rich Litvin, the prosperous coach and Steve Chandler. Um, but their method is one powerful conversation at a time. And he's like, my first coaching client was $10. You know what I mean? And so at times, like we're wanting to jump from zero potentially, or I don't know what to do. And I'm shiny object. Maybe I should put a course in this and all these other random things to well, I'd really love to just get paid to serve and, 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 and help and talk and inspire, encourage people like that's really what I want to do and go, you can do that. But are you going to go from zero to $250,000 a year in 90 days? 
probably not, maybe, but probably not. And so, but too many people then just don't do anything and keep doing everything but that versus if you just kept planting seeds five years from now, you could have planted a field. And the reality is all of these things start to blossom. And now all of a sudden you are making $250,000 a year versus five more years passing. You not have planted one seed in the field that you would like to actually be in and you make no money doing it. You keep trying to find the thing that isn't the thing. Right. When you know what the thing is, but you keep trying to find the thing, but the thing is the thing. And you know what I mean? Like it, it's that's what I kept doing. The shiny object was everything but the thing. The thing is this. This is what I love. But the shiny objects were everything but that trying to make money from those so that what I could do this. And all of them kept failing because I would never I'd get bored. I'd give it up. I didn't like doing it. It wasn't fun. It wasn't fulfilling. So I do it for three weeks. I do it for three months. I do it for two weeks. I do it for a day. I do it for five hours. I buy the thing and don't even log in. Like all that was happening when in fact, finally after years, and this is why I can accelerate the process for somebody. I don't think it needs to take you 10 years to make your living, but I think hopefully through these kind of stories, I can get people faster to go after what they really want versus what I did, which was 10 years of trying everything else kind of technically, but the thing I really wanted to do, which is why it looked like 10 years. And then now in the last three years, it's happened. Yeah, because in the last three years, I finally said enough's enough of all the other things, but the thing I actually want to do. So yeah, it's good stuff. You go uh, ahead, yeah, buddy. I, you, you, you fire away with whatever comes back from that. Yeah, that's, that's good stuff. I, I appreciate it. I am um, to me, I, I, find myself, no matter what situation I'm in, whether I'm on an insurance call, um, helping people, or whether I'm helping the neighbor uh, get something off the shelf she can't reach or, you know, going to the store for her, I, I find myself, like you said, I'm not looking to make money from everything I do. I've just found a way to find joy in everything I do. Sure. And, and that's been it. When you when you said that, that really resonated with me because that's the key is really just keep on finding joy in everyday things. And as as you said, as you're moving forward, you'll find a little area that you can put in your little package and say, well, this, this is what I I help people to go from here to here. If you're interested, we can you know talk about how that what that would look yeah. like. Yeah. But in the interim, I, I love connecting people with the right people for different things that I'm not good at. I'm trying to, I'm figuring right. out that I don't have to be good at it all. Right. That's because right. I'm such a perfectionist and like, I get a new piece of software and I'm like, oh, I can't, I'm trying to figure this out and I just can't get it. And I'm like, and I watch other people, I'm like, you know, I'm going to stop for one second for everybody on here because I, I've talked about eliminate or delegate or collaborate and Although I've definitely hired people and, and delegated in the past, a lot of in my coaching world, I, I wasn't doing a lot of it as of recent. And I wanted to make sure that these episodes or these sessions or whatever lived on beyond right now. So who's ever on this call, what was happening is the call ends. And then if you were on this call, you never benefit from it ever again on earth, right? That's what was happening. But for me to be the person, even though I knew how to do every step of it, it was not an incompetence issue. It was not, I don't know how to use the softwares or anything else. It was simply an absolute lack of desire to do it. Like just boredom, whatever. So, I mean, I, I, uh, I used it a long time ago. I had heard people talking about it and I wasn't doing it. And then I took the step with fiber. Um, and literally the way I did it is I 
So specifically right now, these show notes. So I took um, three people that I found that had good ratings and what, did what I wanted to do. I took their cheapest option and gave them all three a test. See how they respond, how they would communicate, how fast they would get it done, what they would say, what they would do, all that. And then I found a, a person and the girl's like, oh my God, I was in tears watching this call. And I was like, oh yeah, that's great. I like this lady. And she did a good job. She was like, the, yeah, she just killed it. She did an amazing job. And, um, and so she'll be listening to this ironically enough. It's funny, but like, you know, it was very affordable. She does a great job and it's something that it takes it off my, it's a relief because it's not even a learning problem. It's just literally, I won't do it problem. A lot of people say they don't know how to do things sometimes, uh, or they, they got to learn it or whatever. I go, I think more times than not, it's people don't want to do it. A lot of things aren't that hard to learn. It's just a matter. You just don't want to do it. And so if you get honest with yourself, you either can eliminate it if it can truly be eliminated. Or for me in this sense, it's like, yeah, I don't need to, I could just take this audio and upload it to YouTube. But if I called every single video on YouTube, mind tune up time with the same thumbnail, like it'll never get found. I might as well not even upload it. So now with her, there's different titles. I got a guy who now I'm having to do thumbnails. I used to make thumbnails. I know how to make thumbnails. I've spent so much time on Photoshop, but again, it's not where I want to spend my time. So I'm now putting a process in place so that these simple things that I could do when this call's done, my next step is that when this call's done, someone will have a login on Zoom and every step from downloading it, uploading it to the people in Fiverr, uploading it to YouTube, uploading it to Libsyn, copy and pasting the, the show notes and all in will all be done. So when I end this call, I go and do whatever else I want in my life. I don't have to go. I got to upload this to Fiverr and then I got to get it back from Fiverr. Then I got to upload it to YouTube and then I got to copy and paste. Then I got to reformat it. Like I I'll do that, but I won't do it very long. That's what I understand. My patterns are things I don't like I'll do sometimes, but the consistency of it will be very short. And then that's where you lose is if you only do something for three weeks and stop, it's where you do something for three, four, five, 10 years, where you really get the benefits of the consistency and the trust factor. Because I think in a coaching serving world, the biggest problem is, is people in this space need a rock. They're already kind of floundering themselves. That's why they want somebody to help them potentially or looking for help. So, and there's a lot of distrust in that space because there's a lot of fly by night, take people's money, not really help people. And that's why I love this because there will be people who will show up to every call for two years and never pay a dime, never speak up, never send a message in chat. And then all of a sudden they'll go, I'm ready. But if all I did was show up once and disappear off planet earth, that person who I could help will never be able to get my help and they may never get help because there's no one they trust because everybody's like webinar buy, you know, give me your money and give zero. I just heard a guy said on a call, he goes, we need to show our know-how without know-how. I think is how he said it, which is like, we need to show that we know how without showing the how. Like not telling anybody how to do anything, not without actually giving them any value. So we want to show we look like an expert without giving any value, but making them think, yes, you should hire us. And I go, give all the value in the world, give everything in a way. And then people want to reciprocate because you've helped them so much for nothing. I had a buddy of mine who worked with Google, high-end consultant, got paid a lot. He's like, dude, sometimes they get off a call. I don't hear from them for six months because they had so much to implement. And they come back six months later and they go, we need more. And he goes, now it'll cost, I mean, just being honest, you know, but like, 
I think that that's a great way though. I'm not, I'm not saying I'm only giving so that I can get from you either, but I am saying it is a great way and an easier way for a lot of people who are servers like us, like give massive value to people with no conditions and some will come back. But the difference is you just don't help everybody endlessly for free. You, you set a boundary and you give them massive value. And if that's all they need, great. But if they want more consistently, then that's where you can charge. And you start to create a container like that. But that, that allows me to sleep good at night and give the best of both. I can serve unconditionally, serve powerfully. And if that's all you need, then rock and roll. But if you're ready now or you come back later, then we create a container where I can work deeply with you. And what I find is, is people, when you show up professionally, though, they really respect that. They don't just keep, because I had my original friend, he goes, um, I got two quick stories on this, but I created a container for him. He wanted my help, but because there was no container, he didn't ask as often because he didn't want to take advantage. So I loved helping. He loved receiving the help, but he wanted far more help than he got because he didn't ask because he didn't want to take advantage. So when I created a container, it became a win-win for both. And then Cohen, who's in the chat, phenomenal friend, his dad of mine, Steve Sisler, um, he was a painter for 18 years. But when he got done painting, guess what he did? What me and you do. He'd send money or spend money, spend time at the, uh, the, the, the dining room table at dinner and just consult, you know, coach them around their marriage, you know, help them out. And finally, after 18 years, his wife said, wouldn't it be nice if you could get paid to talk, you know, or get paid to coach people. And he was just like, how would that ever happen? But after 18 years of doing it and that seed being planted, a few other things came to fruition that then he started to get connected with the right people, right? It's that, see, when you get out of the limbo of you're looking for all these things, when you know it's this, but you're not committing to it, when you commit to that, all the right doors start opening. It's when you're looking for something that you don't really want and hopes you'll find something easy to make money so that you can just spend the time doing what you want. I go, commit, do whatever you got to do to pay your bills in the interim, but know what you're, where you're going and what you want and doors will start to open that will allow that to happen. It's when we stay in limbo and don't actually ever commit that I think is, is when we don't actually make it anywhere we just stay in this weird limbo of buying courses and programs and things and we go for like a week and then we stop so it's good yeah. brother awesome very good michael thank you any other final thoughts uh the only final thought i have on that is um i appreciate you and what you do uh i like i said earlier I, you're like a younger version of me i i see myself in, in you in early days and that's what made me successful in what i did because i just wanted to serve and so it's Don't just a that. transition stage. And, um, you know, you hit it with the end note there. You said, just keep paying the bills, but focused on getting that desired outcome and, and it'll come. You know what you want, man. You're going to get it, buddy. Yeah. Let's take our picture, brother. That's a little yeah, thumbs up my, photo uh, at the end. I'm like, oh, where'd you go? Oh, no. Let me, uh, wait a minute. I'm just going to get the thing. How do you want to do this? I want to get that uh, filter off so I can. Uh, you oh. can uh, I don't know how to, get, oh, there you go. <laughs> cool, yeah, brother. That, <laughs> oh, look at that classic home. Awesome. Here we go, buddy. Awesome, John. I appreciate it. I'm glad we got to connect today, buddy. Yes, sir. Thank you, buddy. I appreciate it. All appreciate right. you. You're welcome, man. Keep me posted. I will. All right. Awesome. Fantastic. Awesome, awesome, awesome.
Fantastic. I appreciate you all today. Uh, incredible session. Thomas, I'm glad you showed up for your first time. How many first timers on here today who are still left? How many first timers that stuck around? Appreciate John. I love doing these, these sessions. I love doing my best to be an example. You know, I think the, the biggest way we impact people's lives is be the example that you, you want to see. You know, um, I just try to lead by example, share stories. Some things I'm far ahead, some things I'm not ahead at all, and some things I'm right there with you. Uh, anybody first time here today? I know Thomas was first time. How many other first timers here today? Anybody is left in the chat? I'm gonna look at the name, see if I see anybody. There's Carolyn, hello. There's David, Deidre. One person, Jim, you've been here before, right? Are you on here, Jim? You've been here the whole time, my brother. Is this your first time though? I don't think it is. And I'm 99% Ken's not. Anybody else? Tommy, people's keyboards aren't working as well today. Well, I'm gonna let everybody go. Rock and roll, my friends. <laughs> Sometimes the chat, everybody's fingers are tired today. Sometimes that chat's on fire and other days, it's not, oh, here they come, here they come. It's a delayed reaction. Anyways, much love to everybody. I appreciate you all. Again, you hit mindtuneuptimelive.com uh, to register for these Zooms or you can uh, join the Facebook group. The streams are there. Uh, you can go to the mindmechanic.net um, and essentially click on coaching. If you want to go deeper, send me a message on Facebook. Uh, if you have any questions or thoughts, facebook.com slash Gebs 86 picture of me and my wife as of today. Um, but don't hold back and I hear you. I can help you. And so I use this as a give back session to be able to help all those that, you know, right now don't feel ready. Don't know what to do. Don't feel like they can afford it. Whatever it is. I just want to be here is a, is a, is a, is a light post as a guiding light, uh, et cetera, et cetera, to, uh, to help inspire and encourage you to all move forward. And if and when some of you are ready, I'm here. So uh, rock and roll, my friends. Some of you I'll see on Thursday, 2 p.m. And uh, if you want in on those sessions, let me know. Otherwise, keep rocking, keep rolling. Have an incredible week. Appreciate you. Thank you, John, for showing up and sharing and being there to inspire others. So appreciate you. Rock and roll. I'll see you.